0: This is Jim Lyon And you're listening To Viewpoint I am so thrilled To have with me As a guest once more Samuel Thomas Jackson Samuel thanks for Coming alongside Hey glad to be here Thanks for having me Samuel is a very Gifted communicator He is a preacher He is a pastor And he also works In the public schools In central Indiana Where we both call home A fascinating guy With stories to tell And some real hope To bring I know you're going To want to get Acquainted with him Stay with us We'll be right back Samuel Jackson, you grew up in a house full of kids. How many brothers and sisters do you have?
1: I have six brothers and two sisters. Wow, so nine kids (laughs) altogether. Yes, sir. And which number are you in that lineup? I am number three and uh, number two son.
0: (laughs) Second son, (laughs) third born. Yes. And uh, growing up with all those kids, you got married.
1: Absolutely. And you had some kids? I did. I had uh, actually one child. And I, had, I was a foster parent for 26 years. No, tw- 26 yes. years, a foster parent. Years. How many kids do you think have come through your house? Oh, I would
0: say all about 15, 16. That is most yes. remarkable. And that is a ministry and a calling. Absolutely. And so... I guess that all illustrates that you're no stranger to a crowd or a crowd of
1: kids. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: and here you are, by your own choice, yes. accepting a calling to work, not just in your local church, but you also work every day full-time
1: in a public school. Absolutely, yes. And, and yeah. what kind of school is it? It's a middle school? It's a middle school. So how old are the kids? The, uh, the ages there is usually from 11,
0: 13, 14 years old. 11, 12, 13, 14. Now, that's an important part of life. I think most of us who are past that can remember that mm -hmm. with some... Trepidation. (laughs) I've (laughs) never tried to figure that part of my life out. Uh, So, you've got a lot of those kids. How many are in the building
1: every day? We have 1,500 students. 1,500.
0: I'm imagining a room filled of 1,500 11, 12, 13, and 14 year olds. That that just (laughs) takes my breath away. All right. And so, they're all there all day. And what do you do in, in the school system?
1: What's your job? I am a life coach and outreach coordinator. I deal with the public, the parents, and uh, I coach all of the children and staff. I work uh, as administrative resource uh, with the principals, counselors, social workers, and also I kind of go back and forth with the court system in some cases. That's kind of what I do. And
0: many of the kids that attend the school where you are employed have many uh, disadvantages economically. For instance, you said that there's a high rate of poverty in the school. Yes, sir, there is. And that magnifies some of the drama, I'm going to guess, because uh, there are people who are coming to school hungry, for instance, Yes. And uh, breakfast is served for many of them. Absolutely. Uh, You have kids who may come from homes that are not economically disadvantaged, but where the parents are somewhat uh, out to lunch themselves. or (laughs) Maybe not (laughs) invested in the way that uh, you're looking at their kids thinking, boy, mom or dad needs to intervene here. Oh, yeah. I mean... I'm guessing that the school that you see today filled with kids is somewhat different than the school you attended when you were that age in terms of the challenges of the student population. Is that fair, or is it yeah. just the same?
1: Well, no that's a vast difference things have changed um, we and, and a lot of times you know we didn't a lot of these children are very disrespectful, and then you have those that aren't, but a lot of them only mimicking what they they know no more. The parents are that way. And uh, so you have to take time to really help them and refocus them and teach them some character principles and and, and you have to start over in a lot of cases every day because a lot of these kids are told they're nothing, they're not going to be anything. You're going to be just like your granddaddy, your great-granddaddy, your father, and a lot of those are incarcerated or in their graves. And a lot of cases are just bums. So if they feel that, well, I have nothing else to lose, I'm, I'm, nobody cares about me, there's no sense of me trying, so it's a challenge. But I'm seeing so many lives that are changing. And sometime in cases where you're planting that seed, it comes back later. In some cases, I'm, I'm one of the funnest, wonderful, rewarding times is when I get an email from a one that went on to high school, maybe in the ninth or 10th, 11th grade, and he'll email me or see me and stop me and say, hey, I want to thank you because you impacted my life. I hear that, I get emails. Or some cases they say, I wanna apologize. Mm -hmm. I disrespected you and you still believed in me. I understand now and I miss you talking, I, but I'm doing better and then my grades are better and this and it goes on and on. So this is wonderful because there's hope when we, as we continue to pour into the lives of these children.
0: I'm hearing you say, I think that words matter. And of course, as we grow older, we develop a little bit of a shell. I think I know that people can say things that hurt me and wound me, but you know, after you live a while, you realize words are words. True. But when you're, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-olds, I'm going to guess that words have even greater impact in the way in which they land. And you're, you're suggesting that many of these kids do not hear positive words. They hear negative words that diminish their own sense of being and worth. And, and what you're bringing to the table and what others who work in the school have to do is help give them a new vocabulary for themselves.
1: Is so yes, that what's going on? Absolutely. Wow, I I have to agree with you. It's in in so many cases, and a lot of them really grab it um, and and begin to become changed uh, and believe in themselves and walk with more confidence. And you see, uh, you know, not getting the referrals, the grades are going up, believing in positive attitudes. I have this saying: uh, If you need a smile. I got one for you, and I'm a smiling person every day, and that's what they'll, uh, no matter what, I'm smiling because uh, that's a positive energy that is so really needed. So that's one of the things that I think is so important. A lot of them are not used to seeing that smiling face and those positive kind words, and at the same time, you have to correct them, but at the same time, affirm them and tell them who they are and that how special they are and that they are a winner. Even if they're acting like a loser, remind them, tell them, you are a winner, and winners do not quit. You have to keep pushing, and I'll tell you, I have so many of them that are doing that. It's, it's a joy. I just love the challenge. And some days are more challenging than others. <laughs>
0: well, and I'm going to guess that at no matter what our age, we tend to act out or we become difficult when we're afraid and insecure. I mean, so much is based on our fears and insecurities. And these days with the headlines about school shootings and, and bullying, and there's so many things that can go wrong. Do you find yourself trying to help students not be afraid and and to... And to engage that there is life here and this is not a place to dread it's a place to embrace
1: yes I do Um, and one thing we do have in schools bullying is there I mean it's something that is taking place and it's good when a child knows that they uh, and, and one of the things that I find with them is some are scared to talk because they have this thing called snitch and I tell them no. Uh, that's not a snitch. It's no. That's you're not just going making up stuff. You're being responsible. So a lot of times I have to encourage them to if you're feeling certain ways to talk about it, come and let us know. We want you to be happy. No, that's not right. In some cases, some don't know. They'll say, is, is that fair? Should they be doing talking to me like that, or should I feel no? But it's so many dynamics at work because these children are mimicking what they're experiencing in their homes and what they have seen what they have what they're hearing and children can be cruel to one another in so many ways but it's good when they're able to talk about it And 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 one of the big things that we have is the text scene and the sex scene all the children have phones in school now and it used yeah. to be that way we never had a phone so these things sometimes is through that some of the text messages that they're the kids sending.
0: they're exposed to a world yes. that is way beyond their capacity to cope.
1: Yes, yes, well, yes.
0: When we come back, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about some advice you might give to people like me or to parents about how can we contribute to helping this school, any school, work better? What can we do at home or even in the school itself to bring life? Samuel Jackson works in a middle school with 1,500 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. You see them every day. Uh, Samuel, from the kids you have interacted with in the seven years you've had this post, yes sir. what would be one thing you could say that these kids need at home? Speak to the homes. What is the child that you see in the hallway,
1: what do they really need to get at home? I feel and believe what the children, what I see the children need, children need to be affirmed just like we do as adults. They need to be affirmed, they need to be told that that they're loved, that we care about them. Also, uh, letting them know that you are a winner. It doesn't matter, I, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what you're seeing, what you see me going through, I think it have to be an inner peace that is going forth with the children. If you're at peace, it's going to produce peace with the children. You have confidence, so no matter what, I think it have to, no matter in the walks of life with different parents are experiencing so much the challenges of life of working distress but no matter what take time and affirm your son or your daughter let them know how special they are that they 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 have what it takes to make it they can win they can do it all they have to do is keep on believing believing in themselves i think that is so important building self esteem and confidence no matter what but most of all letting them see Us, you as a parent, uh, because children, we can talk to them, but what they mimic is what they see. So they need to see us, see us. Pressing through, mom goes to work, but I'm still gonna come home and take time and ask you about your homework. Help you. I'm tired, but yes, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be there for you. I'm gonna fix your meal. I'm gonna take time with you, even though I'm tired myself. Why? Because when you go to school, you're not gonna feel like going to school a lot of times. But you've got to go. You've got to get an education. You have to press your way. You got to know you are the young man, the young lady for the job you have what it takes today. You can make it. All you have to do is keep on pressing. You don't have, this is not a race. You may not get done with your test as fast as the other one. But the key is, is that you finish it. Finish strong. Finish strong. And that's, One thing I think that will really make a big difference with our children.
0: Well, and you're talking about a generation of parents who may not have had any affirmation themselves either, and that's part of the challenge. And maybe one thing we can all remember Mm. is that you reap as you sow. And if we, as adults, affirm children, we will ourselves be affirmed. There's just a there's a moral order of the universe, and if I can learn to speak life into my child's life, yes, at some point that life will come back to me too and I need to be affirmed even as a parent, but the keys to a child's welfare at school really are at home. And moms and dads and many grandparents are now raising their grandchildren. Whoever you are, if you have a child in view, (laughs) make sure that that child doesn't just hear about what's not right, help them hear what is right and what is promising about them. Now, My kids are grown, Samuel. I have four kids who went to that same building where you're working today. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) And uh, I still drive by it because my house isn't too far away. Is there something you would say to the larger community about our schools? Wherever you live, there's a school somewhere in your community. Is there anything a person who may not have a child there can
1: do? Yes, I would say um, just be mindful to always speak positive and be kind to children, to uh, speak positive things into their life. When you see them, no matter what, let them know that it's okay. It's good to be kind. One of the things, I, I think, is, is, is children mimics that, and that is random act of kindness, where uh, where they uh, see you helping someone to open a car door, helping an elderly person, just speaking something positive instead of negative, even because schools are very important, but we as a community, understanding the power of community, no matter what, how different you may be than another person, that we are one, we are family. And uh, in other words, you just want to always be positive in everything that you do think and say. I think I'm hearing you say, when I go to the supermarket, which
0: is down the road from that school where you work, I need to be very careful that I never am observed by anyone name-calling or diminishing others, but that I am a positive influence, helping and affirming those around me, even those that I may not know or have any other intersection with. But just to be a person who is respectful and affirming to others All of this talk about believing in yourself and affirming others is grounded in a faith, Samuel, for you and for me. Because it's not enough just to say, well, you're alive. No, it's for me, you, Samuel, were created in the image of God. Yes. I want to talk to you a little bit about that faith that, that formed you. And empowers you to work even in a public school environment where you're not you're not in a church environment, but you're still in a place where you can bring some of those values that character of Christ into the room.
2: It's hard to stand on shifting sand. It's hard to shine in the shadows of the night. You can
0: Samuel Jackson is a man, among men, really. He works with kids every day. He has for seven years, been in a middle school. Who knows how many hundreds, maybe thousands of children have walked by you, Samuel, and have been blessed. And only heaven knows the fruit of that over time. But you can't do that just in your own strength. I mean, you can be a smart guy. You can be well-prepared. You can have a degree. Uh, or two behind your name, but yeah. in the end, the the demand emotionally and mentally, and I'll say spiritually, requires a kind of grounding yes. for you to do what you do. Tell me about that grounding. You're a person who's anchored in a Christian faith. You were raised up in it. You Absolutely. Uh, experimented a little bit on your own, but you came back to, no, this is who I want to be as your father and mom have been, people of faith. Is there an anchoring text? Is there something in the Scripture, for instance, that you stand on that gives you a platform of security, even when you face a hallway full of hundreds of kids who are <laughs> acting out?
1: What would you say? Oh, that is so true. I, uh Scripture that I constantly meditate upon is Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, uh, 26 and 3. It talks about, Thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. It's amazing, it says, because he trusts me. And I... I trust God every day, and, and when I go, I believe it's selfless. I go. I realize I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I I know that I I am I'm I'm royalty. I've been adopted into the royal family. I am a game changer because He chose me. I was chosen before the foundation of the world. So therefore, I realize no matter what situation or circumstance that has a name that I come up against. It cannot touch me. It's under my feet because I sit and I walk in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So therefore, I have to be encouraged. I encourage myself. I think on these things. I think the power of thinking, what I think as a man think in his heart, so is he. I Think on these things. In Philippians, the book says, whatsoever things are true, pure, praiseworthy, noble. I don't have to worry about guard my heart because he guards it. So I give myself away. I trust God every day. I want to serve. So it's through serving that I discover through my relationship with God, I discover more about who I am am, and it drives me to want to help others to discover who they are.
0: You know, Samuel, as I'm listening to you talk, I just have to ask you some questions. Okay. You actually believe there's a God who made the whole universe who knows you by name. Yes, I do. And that that God (laughs) knows you and believes in you because he made you to be his child and that he's got good things for you. That's what you think.
1: Yes, I do. And and because <laughs> you think
0: on those things and, yes. and, and you believe that, you have, as a consequence, a certain level of peace and confidence. Yes, sir. No matter what's going to happen in this messed up world, and it is a mess up sometimes. Yes. You know you're held in the hands of of the One who made you, and He's greater than anything else that could be against you. Is yes. that what you believe?
1: I do. It helps me maintain the proper perspective. I think perspective is everything in spite of what I'm experiencing through my day. No matter what, there's something that helps hold the reins and helps me to rock steady because of my the trust that I'm trusting God, and there's a peace, there's a calmness. No matter what, but I have to main, I choose to rejoice. I choose to be peaceful. I choose to maintain that proper perspective by keeping my mind stayed on him. Well, and you're choosing about what to think. Yes. That's
0: real. That's it. That's real. Thinking on these These, uh, things, whatever is true and good and honorable. Yes, sir. When you think about God and Mm -hmm. his love and grace and power, his righteousness, his character. When you, wow. when your mind is 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 in that groove, mm-hmm. then you're able to walk through things that might crush someone else. And yes. I'm so impressed, Samuel, by your your sense of self in mm-hmm. Christ that has empowered you to now walk with these young ones. And of course, the key to everyone's life is figuring out that relationship to God. It is. And figuring out it who is. you are. It really is. In this creation. Yes. And, <laughs> and you're in a place by the appointment of heaven, I think, where you can help model that. Even if you're not preaching from a pulpit, True. you are still living it. Yes. And making an impression. To
1: God be the glory. It's now, I know you preach, too. And on
0: <laughs> weekends, you are preaching up a storm. Absolutely. And you have a ministry and a flock that you tend to. But yes. Samuel, thank you for sharing with us here. Thank you, about sir. how what you think can change the way your whole world is framed. And that's true for those middle school students. And it's true for you listening today, no matter what your age, wherever you are in life, whatever your challenges, whatever the bruises you may have received, whatever the mountains you have to climb, no matter how deep or dark the valley, or how howling is the wind, don't forget There is a God who made the world, and he knows you by name, and his will for you is good. And you can go right to him right now with us. Join us in a prayer. Just take a deep breath and pray. We're going to speak to the maker of the universe. Dear Father in heaven, We thank you that you are our creator, that we're not here by random chance. And even as we acknowledge there are many confusing things in this world, and there may be some bad things that have happened to good people, and there sometimes seems to be injustice where justice should have prevailed. There are a lot of questions for which we don't have easy answers, but this we know. You made us, and you knew us, each one, before the world was made, and you have breathed us into being just now. And your love for us is so great that you even came in the person of your son that we might have life and life not just now, but forever. And Lord, we just bow before you and thank you and ask you to help us to think more about you and to think more about your goodness and to think more about how we can be good and bring life into this world. I pray for everyone who's joining us in this prayer right now that they might have a breath of life. And I pray, Lord, that before the next week passes, all those who surrender into your hands right now, for Jesus' sake, their lives will be blessed. And we pray in Jesus' yes, name. Lord, Amen. You, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you'd like to know more about how your thinking and your anchoring in Christ, in the God of the universe, can change your life, give us a call. Just dial this number. 1 800 View. That's 1 800 If you prefer, you can check us out online. Our web address, CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, CBHViewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry there. You can also send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, if you prefer, just write me a letter. Put it in an envelope with a stamp and drop it in the mailbox. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint. Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or use the post, please let us hear from you. Your questions, your comments, maybe about your kids at school, whatever's on your heart. We're glad to hear your voice. Samuel Jackson, thanks for all that you do. Thanks for being with us today once more. Thank you so much
1: for having me. It's been a joy.
0: Pleasure being here. And we thank all of you who have tuned in today. We hope you'll join us again next week at Viewpoint as we try and help you see your world from heaven's view. Until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.